brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. There are certain names that when they come up in the Catholic news cycle, you know you're going to be in for a rough ride. Among those names are James Martin, of course, and Cardinal Reinhard Marx, two men known for having a fascinating, shall we say, interest in denying that certain sins are, in fact, unequivocally sins. They work to get the church to change the faith, to make it align with the values of the secular world, not realizing that if they were successful in such an undertaking, it would be tantamount to the church defecting, because in so doing, the church would be denying its role as the infallible mother and teacher of the world on all issues. They play with fire. And today, I have a story that will show that Marx has lost all sense of self-restraint and promoting his cause. He has openly called for changing church teaching on the most personal of subjects. So let's dive right into this story. Given that I have to be careful about how I talk about this, some words will be swapped out with synonyms that you'll clearly understand, at least I hope. Sorry for having to do that, but our hosts have, shall we say, particular loyalties and they don't involve a loyalty to the truth or the church or the faith, and they tend to squash dissent. Anyway, the original article is hidden behind a pretty draconian paywall that I literally have to be in Germany or near Germany to access, otherwise I'd have paid for it. But Gloria TV has a good summation of the piece, so shout out to Gloria TV for the post. Modified headline, Cardinal Marx thinks practiced James Martin interests is not a sin. Cardinal Marx has come out and bluntly rejected the inerrant teachings of the Bible and the inerrant teachings of our faith on this bizarre topic that the world focuses so much of its energy on at the moment. It's a subject that is being pushed on people from all quarters of the popular culture, and to oppose it makes you a pariah, which, by the way, is what our blessed Lord promised us would happen when we stood for the truth and stood for him. But far be it from me to criticize Cardinal Reinhard Marx, a cardinal of the Catholic Church, for refusing to stand up for what our faith teaches instead of pushing to further secularize the faith. From the article, quote, The James Martin sin that cries out to heaven for justice is not a sin, Munich Cardinal Reinhard Marx told the anti-Catholic Stern.de on the 30th of March. Marx calls that particular sin love that shows itself precisely in the impure encounter, although sin and love are opposites. Ten years ago, Marx could not have imagined staging a James Martin-type service as he did in March. It doesn't matter to him that this offends Catholics and God. He feels freer to say what he thinks and wants to, wants to take church teaching further into the abyss. Marx believes that God seeks communion with those with this affliction. For him, it is rather sinful to want to push others out of the church. For example, by means of traditionus custodis. Those who, like Holy Scripture, warn that those who engage in such sins of hell have understanding of nothing, Marx claims. He considers the catechism, which with reference to the Bible refers to James Martin activities as an abomination and sin crying out to heaven for vengeance as not set in stone. One is allowed to doubt what the catechism says if one has lost the faith, end quote. The uh, Gloria TV post has a lot of editorializing there, far more than I normally do just to be aware. And the brackets you saw on screen are my cutesy way of communicating what was said in a way that, strictly speaking, conforms to the rules of this place. And the parentheses are the work of the author, who editorialized his quotes. And boy, howdy, did they editorialize them. But I think you get the idea. 
Cardinal Marx has rejected the deposit of the faith in part, and to do so in part is to do so in its entirety. The clearly laid out contents of sacred scripture are in fact set in stone and not open to debate. We rely on the magisterial authority of the church to define what it means for us, to teach it clearly to us. Remember what I said at the beginning about being the mother and teacher of all things. They do so so that we may live what is taught within those pages. And what makes this all the more maddening is that Cardinal Marx is a member of that magisterial hierarchy. His work was the basis of Francis's Amoris Laetitia. He has been working on trying to get the church to change the teachings of Christ on the permanency of the nuptial state, and he only made real progress towards achieving that goal with the release of Amoris Laetitia. And over this hangs a story a little closer to home, at least for most of the audience anyway. The Vatican issued new rules on how Catholic schools should operate and reiterated that they are to affirm their Catholic identity. But that means in the age of Francis is, well, honestly, anyone's guess really, but we get the story from Pillar Catholic, which again, we have to be careful with the language we use here. Headline, will Vatican schools instruction and Indianapolis Jimmy Martin group dispute? So a school in Indiana has been embroiled in a two-year battle over whether it can enforce its religious adherence and morality rulings in its hiring practices. It's odd that this has been hung up in any kind of legal battle, too, since religious organizations of all kinds are permitted to exercise preferential treatment and have exclusionary rules about who they will and will not hire and for the grounds of termination. It's quite normal. If you've ever tried to apply for a job with a religious organization that isn't Catholic but some other type of self-professed Christianity, you'll see such warning statements in the application materials in plain view. But Catholic organizations tend to be different, and I don't know why that is. But the legal process this is embroiled in is a canonical process, not a secular one. From the Pillar article, quote, An instruction published Tuesday by the Vatican's Congregation for Catholic Education says that Catholic schools must be committed to a sincerely Catholic educational approach, which bears witness to Christ and forms students to know and understand the world to the light of faith. The instruction outlines a deliberate and rich vision for Catholic school education, but the text is more than platitudinous. It emphasizes that school and church leaders have an obligation to protect and promote the Catholic ecclesial identity of their schools and to ensure that teachers and students meet the church's criteria for participation in educational apostolates. The text encourages collaborative dialogue between bishops and school leaders while affirming that bishops exercise canonical governance over personnel and doctrinal matters. The Vatican especially affirms the canonical right of the local diocesan bishop to appoint or remove religion teachers and to remove other teachers in diocesan schools or require that a teacher be removed in other cases. But it also underscores the importance of affording a teacher due process, some form of an investigation, opportunity for a canonical advocate, and some effort to find another solution before a teacher is terminated for some issue of faith or public morality, end quote. And there's the rub public morality. The issue here stems from a case dating back to 2019, where the Indiana school in question terminated an employee who was part of that, shall we say, collectivity of folks that Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church has become synonymous with. His advocacy focuses entirely on them and not calling them to repentance and a life of quiet service to the church in accordance with their state and life like it would for anybody else, but in working to get the church to change what she has always taught on the issue central to it. One employee did not have their employee contract renewed at that school at the direction of the archbishop due to their being in a Pastor Jimmy Martin-style union 
that was recognized by civil authorities, but not so within the church. The school refused to submit to the bishop's directive, and the bishop rightly stated that the school could no longer call itself Catholic when they persisted. The school, by the way, is, as you guessed it, run by the Jesuits, making the pastor Jimmy Martin angle not just me being slightly crass, but actually entirely relevant to the discussion. The Jesuits appealed to the relevant Vatican authority, and for two long years the case has been in limbo, going on three, until this past Tuesday when they issued this document, which empowers the bishop to keep the Catholic educational institutions legitimately Catholic. But there's a problem. The document also invokes synodality without using that word when it states that the schools are to listen to parental input, which can be a problem here given that the statistics show that more than half of Catholics in America reject the church's teaching on these issues. They stand with Cardinal Marx and with Jimmy Martin. From the article, quote, In addition to affirming the rights of bishops to exercise governance over personnel matters, the text also affirms that parents have the right and obligation to be involved in decision-making processes concerning the school community and their children. Of course, Catholic doctrine has always held that parents are primary educators, and schools are helpers in that mission, but canonically affirming a right of parents to participate in school decision-making processes could, in some places, signify a sea change, and it could very well open the prospect for an increased number of appeals from parents unhappy with the administration of their Catholic schools or with the process of decision-making. While the congregation has affirmed that right, it is actually local diocesan offices which would become the first stop for such appeals. And while chancery school offices are very accustomed to hearing from unhappy parents, the prospect of formal canonical recourse about school decision-making might require those offices to better streamline their systems for responding to parental complaints, end quote. Which brings me back to Cardinal Marx. A couple of weeks ago, right before Francis announced his plan to do a consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Cardinal Marx participated in some kind of Pastor Jimmy Martin-style event, where he essentially desecrated the Eucharist through the employment of blasphemous secular symbols and illicit reception of Holy Communion, and demanded that the Church include in its definitions of love all the secular demands of the day, including having more than one other person in your nuptial relationship, or in your relationship that parodies the bond of holy matrimony. Marx has clearly lost the plot on this, and has gone into the wild lands of secular euphoria, and he's being empowered by a Vatican and a head of the earthly church who won't threaten him with excommunication if he doesn't fall in line. The potential in that new document for both good and bad are very high, which leads to ambiguity, of course. But there is no ambiguity of any kind with Cardinal Marx. He's charted a path into a faith and theology of his own making, one that worships the material and the sensual, with no regard for the final destination of all human beings, the judgment throne of God and our blessed Lord Jesus Christ, and of, of course, of our final reward. That should concern him, and it should concern anyone who hurls baseless accusations at people that they know aren't true. But we live in times characterized by structures of sin, and Cardinal Marx is busy trying to build new structures of sin so that he can have the love of the world. And it is the love of the world, such as it truly is, that will be his reward if he stays on his current course. As usual, all of my sources will be posted today on my sources site at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast or channel with a .org at the end. Simply look for the post with the title of this episode, and you'll find the sources there. Skip past the Patreon pop-up since I do not put my sources behind a paywall, and you'll find it, again, there on my website. But I'm going to ask, am I off base in thinking that Cardinal Marx is essentially endorsing the structures of sin that the world is so in love with at great risk to his own soul? 
Do you think that the new Vatican document will be of any use in protecting Catholic identity of Catholic schools? Let me know in the comments, please, what you think about all this, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And in your charity, keep Cardinal Marx in your prayers, not for his intentions, but for his immortal soul, because he surely needs the prayers at this time, as do I. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.